Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. This is a bonus episode alert. Recording on the weekend. Uh, I have spent the weekend at Bourbon and Beyond. I have two guests with me today. They are veterans of the show. Brian Gritton. What's up, Brian? What's up, Jim? Good morning. Thank you. And Kelly Gritton. Back again. Here we go. We spent the last three days at Bourbon and Beyond enjoying the live music, and we want to talk about it. We want to come back and uh, kind of talk about what we've seen and what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, kind of give a full report here. We're going to just do a quick recording. I'm not going to edit it. We're going to throw it up on the site. So if you are traveling home on a Sunday uh, on the road, you can get a little, little, little half hour to uh, give you some ideas of what to listen to for the rest of your drive. Now, we started Thursday night. Thursday night, we saw Train, and we saw Billy Strings, and we saw Brandy Carlisle. Brian, tell me your opinions from uh, from Thursday night. <clears throat> Number one opinion is Billy Strings blew me away. I Unbelievable, was, right? I was not, you know, I knew he was good. I had listened a little bit to stuff, but I wasn't ready for what I saw and how very impressive and amazing he was. I mean, I, I, I've never seen anybody play a uh, an acoustic guitar and shred it like it was a Fender. I mean, he was amazing. Kelly, what about you? Um, well, we saw Billy Strings at the first Real Bird. I think that was like four years ago. And you know, he wasn't on the big stage. He was on one of the smaller stages, and everybody was buzzing about him. And he's he's just amazing. That when seeing him know just gain so much more popularity and fans is understandable because there's just nobody like him i couldn't believe what i was seeing his voice was great um and but brandy carlisle never ever disappoints she's her set was awesome her set was was really good she did um uh, some stuff that you know. She did the story, which is one of the the great the one. Of, it's a great song, and it it has it has one of those uh, structures that always gets me. Like I love a song that starts low and just crescendos up to a max. You know, a song like uh, "With or Without You" or "In the Air Tonight" or uh, "All Too Well" by Taylor Swift. Those kinds of things always are going to grab me, and I love that song so much. And I love the way that it's structured. She also did some great covers. She covered um, uh, she covered uh, um, oh shoot, help me out here. Uh, Queen, yeah, we will rock you and live and let die. Came in, she okay. did that into that, and she covered um, uh, what was it, Stardust by um, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. Yes, that's right. That was a good one too. So she was, she was a great set, and we saw Train. So listen, you know, everybody who knows me knows I hate Train, and uh, it's fine. Um, their show actually was just fine. They kind of phoned it in. I'm glad I saw them so that I can, you know, so that my hatred can be. Uh, justified, I think. Yes. And Kelly, how do you feel about Train? I hate Train. <laughs> <laughs> Brian does not. Um, as much as we do, I think. No, they're not uh, They're not on my hate list, but they're just kind of meh. Yeah, they're kind of there. meh. Nothing they do is good. And a lot of their lyrics are gibberish and make no sense. They contradict each other. So, yeah, I don't, don't say hate, but getting close. Yeah, right. Um and you mentioned it when we saw Billy Strings right after them. Just the the musicianship and the the level of talent was stark. The difference oh, yeah. was well, stark. Well, yeah, and the just the type of music they even attempted to play. I mean, you know, very very going from very very basic with you know a couple of chords and whatever, 
in the chorus over and over and then yeah. going to Billy Strings and it was just, you know, music, him and the rest of the band, you know, all over the place and much more entertaining. And listen, the perfect woman does not wear high heels when she exercises. <laughs> That's correct, correct. <laughs> so she doesn't want to dress though. Yeah. Why would she why would she need the high heels? Yeah. Nonsense. Um, all right, let's move on to Friday. Friday was the big day. I think Friday is the best day that we saw so far. I think we all agree on that. What I've done is I've ranked everybody we saw this weekend, and I'm going to go through that in a minute. But let's just do a couple of quick hits on Friday and Saturday. Who did you like? Who were you impressed by? Who were you disappointed by? I'll start by saying, you know, the winner of the the weekend is the Killers. They were Absolutely. the best thing. 100%. One of the best shows I've ever seen at this festival, and I mean, it was amazing, amazing show. It was a, and it was. <clears throat> I may get into it more when I'm talking about some of the other ones that I didn't enjoy so much, but this was like a rock show. It was like a, they had you up and going the whole time. It wasn't like let's sit back and strum our guitars and stuff, which is good, you know, sometimes like you can't have it all the time. But they were just for an hour and a half or whatever they played, just like up there, out there. You wanted to stand up the whole time. He wanted to sing along to every song. Brandon was running back and forth on the stage, had everybody into it. It was just an awesome show. Yeah, it was uh, high energy, high octane the entire, entire time. Um, what else did you guys like on Friday? Um, I enjoyed Inhaler. Um, and, you know, and part of that is because I love you too, and Elijah Houston is, or, or Houston is, you know, really similar to Bono. They're kind of like a young U2 up there to me, but I enjoyed them. I think they did a good job. They got some good, some good songs, I think. Yeah, I thought they were good. They were they were good. They did very similar to U2 for sure. Yeah, it was like, you know, I'd hear one song and say, oh, yeah, that, that can kind of sound like Bono. And I'd hear another one. Well, that one maybe sounds more like Bono. But he had his own sound also, but you could hear that coming through some of the, some of the songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was pleasantly surprised by Duran Duran. I was, uh, I think they might be, I don't know if I, they might be the second best thing I saw okay. uh, this weekend so All right. far. Um, I, you know, I thought it would be fun. I would go and sing along with the songs and, you know, it would be okay. Simon was pretty cheeky with his, uh, some of his song introductions were kind of, his little jokes and stuff were kind of silly and whatever, but he sounded very good, better than I expected. Yeah, they're definitely a go-see uh, after after seeing them. I would recommend them because they sound great. I had no idea. Revelation from that show is that John Taylor is a badass bass player. I had no idea he was that good. He was fantastic. And uh, Nick Rhodes is the mastermind of that band and does some great stuff. Just really, really good musical stuff. Um, I will say that uh, on Friday, I really, really enjoyed Bastille. Probably... More than I thought I would. Um, so I, they, they were great. Put on a great show at uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon with a ton of energy and uh, played, you know, the stuff you wanted to hear. And really for that style of music, I thought they were fantastic. I did too. I was looking. That's, they had been, you know, we talked back and forth. We have our list of who we want to see, people we haven't gotten to see. Killers was probably number one on my list. Got to check that off. And Bastille was high up on that list too. And I wasn't sure how, you know. It would be live, but Kelly had just seen them with Duran Duran a couple weeks ago, and she's like, "Well, I didn't want to like them, but I kind of did." <laughs> and uh, I read that same deal. I thought they're, like you said, their forty-five minutes, whatever they got, was enough time to play pretty much everything you knew. And they threw a couple of their old mixes in from their first album, the cover mixes, and those were really fun. I thought so. And then he was, 
you know, running back and forth on the stage, you know, the whole time too. So that's what I, I like it when, the, you know, they give you some effort. I didn't say I liked him. <laughs> Just for the record. It wasn't running so much as hopping. He did bounce a lot. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. <laughs> he was feeling it. Uh, all right, let's shift over to Saturday. What did you guys um, like? Well, oh, go ahead. We didn't talk about Hosier. Oh no, go ahead. You you have you have the floor. I forgot. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. get back to that. Let's not skim over that. This was the second time I've seen Hosier. I thought he was glorious both times. I think his voice is amazing. I think he is amazing. And I don't know if anybody noticed that. Hit the, his background on his stage was like a sunset, and then there was an actual sunset happening right behind him, and the wind was blowing his hair a little bit. And it was a magical moment for me. I don't know if you guys thought that or not. I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I did notice the sunset situation. The moment was less <laughs> magical. For me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's why that's why festival is good because everybody can have their, have a their little moments. bit, a yes, little bit. Yeah. We'll get into some of the bad from Friday in a minute. Uh, let's jump over to Saturday. Let's get to the good of Saturday. What did you guys love on Saturday? I don't know if I loved anything on Saturday. Um, going into the lineup, I thought Saturday might be my least favorite day. Um, but I will say probably what I liked the most on Saturday was the Black Crows. I wasn't sure how they would be, how they would sound. Um, and as we kind of talked about last night, they kind of took a song or two to kind of get into it, get their footing or whatever. Once they got going, they were very good. Of course, they played everything you knew and uh, sounded great. I was uh, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I did too. There were a couple that were a couple of tunes, like you said. It took a minute for Chris Robinson to get going. The music was always great. And then, you know, I thought Remedy wasn't very good. I thought they struggled through that one a little bit. But otherwise, I thought uh, the set was really good um, once they got it rolling. So they were good. They were they were one of the better things I saw yesterday. And Chris Robinson wore a Susie and the Banshees T-shirt. And that, I was really excited about that. Yes, that he did. Um, he got old fast, by the way. Yeah, he's, you know, that's a, yeah, you see these people and you think, uh, wait, how much older are they, than me are they? And you look and you look it up on your phone, like, okay, a decent amount at least. Yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not really contemporaries. Um, yeah, so we saw them, and um, I, I think my favorite band of the day was the Avett Brothers. Fourth time I've seen them. I just love that band so much. I love what they do. I love the songs that they write. I think they're just brilliant songwriters, and, um, they they bring it on stage with really good musicians, a great uh, cello player, um, a good fiddle player, just just great musicians. Um, yeah, I, those were the Avid Brothers were my favorite of the day. Also, I didn't know um, about City and Color, and I enjoyed them. That was a band that I saw that I knew nothing about that I liked. Okay, all right. And then um, also First Aid Kit. I you and I both really like I them. do. I like them a lot. I think they're good. The, as ever has been talked about at length, the blending of sibling voices is incomparable. We saw a lot of that this weekend. We saw the Avett Brothers. We saw the Sisters of First Aid Kit. We saw the Robinson Brothers of uh, Black Crows. We saw the twins with Brandy and the Twins. Um, I love those twins. So we, we saw a lot of siblings on stage this week, which was really super cool. And... Um, 
you know, we talk about it a lot at my house. Like, when do you think they realized that they could do this and they were good together and they, you know. And Brandy's um, string players are, they're actually sister strings. Oh, yes, yes, right? sister strings. Like, the, yes, yes, there's, yeah, yeah, they were, they were, they were. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they were fantastic. Um, and I will say, first aid kit was not high on my list going in, but I thought they were good. I was, you know, I can appreciate what they do. It's not my, I wouldn't want to listen to it all the time, but it was, they were good and and sounded very good. Yeah, I, um, uh, the other person who was with us, he said he was going to go home and check out some of their music, was inspired by seeing them, so um, very, uh, and it was my brother-in-law, it was not some random weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's just kind of an overview, a high-level overview. But we saw 20 bands this weekend. And we're going to go back tonight and see Blondie and Bruno Mars. So we're going to catch a couple more. But I've ranked them in list form because that's what I do is I make lists and rank stuff. And uh, I'm going to go through it. And let's just do a real quick breakdown of everybody that we saw and did we like them did we not like them do you think i've got them ranked too high too low properly rated we'll do the whole thing i'm going to start with number 20 brian who do you think number 20 is joy joy Olatakun. we did not care for her i respect her i respected her playing ability i felt like she was pretty flat the whole night a very very unimpressive show and very questionable as to why she was in that particular spot in the lineup i thought so that's the only band that i said I, I didn't really care much for um number 19 is michelle branch and she was a little bit better than joy but uh here's the here's the good news about michelle branch she has more hits than you think she does yes you kept thinking oh yeah that's her too yeah. you know right yeah. the problem with it is she played them all the same tempo and didn't do anything interesting with a single song yeah, the showmanship wasn't there. You know, the no. songs were okay. You know, kind of, you know, whatever pop songs. Pop songs. But, yeah, there was no, nothing made you, you didn't connect to anything. It was just kind of, no. you're there watching. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, that's that uh, 230 spot on the lineup that we had. So, that was that. Number 18, uh, I, I went City in Color. I didn't care that much for them. I think they were good, but they were not really exciting to me. Um, I, You know, good. I didn't know them, and... Um, Good. I'm glad I saw them, but they didn't like blow me away or anything. I would put them higher than that. I would. There's a couple that you might get to somewhat soon that I would have ranked below them. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Seventeen. I'm going to go with Train. Um, they, you know, regardless of what I think about them, I got to see them. They're an important band, and um, that's where I'm going to put them. Is at seventeen. Then I'm going to go to sixteen. The man, the myth, the legend, Wayne Newton. Was he better than Train? He didn't sound better. I'll tell you that right now. He sounded 81 years old, and uh, but he can still play the guitar. He can still play the fiddle, and we got to see the Wayne Newton experience, which is you know, a, you know, a cultural thing, right? Yeah. When the when the lineup came out, we're like, Wayne Newton's coming. I've got to be there for that one. You know, like. Love that video montage happening behind him, you know, pictures. Yeah, showing him through the years. Yeah, yeah, that was was, he did my way by Frank Sinatra as he went out, and they they did a video montage of his career, and it was super cool. Um, He was out there in a tuxedo at one forty Eastern time, and he said, "These are not my hours, guys. Like I'm used to being in nightclubs on the West Coast." So, uh, also with a solid gold microphone. Oh, beautiful! Complete that. Ensemble. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, he did not hit on any of the ladies like Vegas vacation style, but, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, he, that we saw. Maybe he did afterwards. Right. It's hard to say. Um, okay, 15, I'm going to go with Brittany Howard. And I would say her set was one of the more disappointing sets, not because she was bad. She's an unbelievable vocal talent. She can play guitar. She's so good. But she really suffers from set pacing and plays a lot of stuff that's slow, a lot of stuff that's soulful. And um, she could really, I would enjoy her show more if she threw more up-tempo stuff in there, mixed it up a little bit, sang a couple of the Alabama Shake songs that were, you know, big ones. Yeah. Would you have her in that similar, similar spot? Uh, well, there's just what there's one that you keep missing, or you know, I think you keep going to say next, uh, and you haven't said them yet. Okay, but I don't think yeah, she was yeah low middle, you know, low bottom half, or you know, in the second half of what I saw for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so fourteen is spoon. Is that who you think I'm That's going for? That's who I've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, I was fairly disappointed with that. You know, I knew a couple of songs. I didn't know a lot going in, but there was nothing exciting about that show. It was just kind of that was another bathroom trip for me it was like uh kelly your adjective was you called them they were but but i i enjoyed it spoon uh gives me good memories my kids when they were young liked a lot of spoon songs and it's a memory like that song don't you ever Sam used to sing along with that. So hearing that stuff, you know, was I, I liked thinking back on that time. For whatever reason, the boys just both liked a lot of those spoon songs, and hearing them was nice. And that, and yeah, I, I I thought they were fine. They were I, like they they did not have anything that's like get you out of your feet. Like they just don't have that song in their catalog. And I expected to like them more than I did. And I mean, again, they were fine. They were very average. They were they were just in that middle yeah throwaway time slot so um the drummer did look like he had worked at the aarp tent so he is keeping my rock and roll dreams alive if he can do it there's room there's space um okay and that kind of is the i think that's the kind of the worst part now we get into the people who i think were a lot better like these shows i think there's a big cut between who we just talked about and then who we're going to go into um i had number 13 i had inhaler I thought they were really good. We talked about that. We talked about them. I had him a little bit lower just because I thought their songs were a little bit, um, a little stripped down, a little little basic in some spots, but I thought they were really good. Um, yeah, I don't have an exact list. Um, I would probably have them up a couple spots. I'm looking kind of through the lineup. There's a couple of people I would probably still have below them, yeah. but it's not way off. Right, right. I think the next one you would have below them, and that was Gaslight Anthem. Yep, I loved them. I thought they were great. Um they uh, 90s rock style stuff and i will say he was the sing lead singer was one of the most fun and engaging singers of the we've seen yeah he was very very he was good with the crowd funny with he the was, crowd yeah. making some jokes and uh, he he was fun they were they were a pleasant surprise for me i was not sure how i would feel about them and they were really really good i'm going 11 this is going to piss kelly off i'm putting Ho Jose here no, no. <laughs> no way I uh, I feel like he suffers with some set pacing too, kind of like Brittany Howard. But he did some he did some good stuff. He did some cool stuff with the the music that he has. So I thought he was good. I I was pleasantly surprised by him as well. Yeah, yeah, he's. I guess you know you can't be up and at it all the time. But you know when I go to a festival, I'm like you know I want to be entertained and energized and whatever. And he just does that's not his thing either. I felt like when we saw him at Railbird, it was a more energetic show. I would agree with that. 
I'm not sure why, but it was. I don't know if all his hair weighs him down now, or <laughs> he just can't move as much, you know. But it was what he did was good. It just was, you know, it wasn't super entertaining. Right. I, a tall drink of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, pause for Kelly to complete having her moment, <laughs> and we're moving forward. Uh, I had number 10. I had first aid kit. We talked about them. I love them. I love their sound. I think they were they were really good. Um, and then at number nine, I think one of the disappointments of the weekend for me was the Black Keys. They were a headliner. I have them kind of far down the list. Well, that's what I was going to say. We went through all of our Saturday things, and we didn't even mention them. So what's that say about what we thought? You know, it's, I did not want to be disappointed, but I was a little bit. I mean, they had decent energy, which I'll give them you know, credit for that. And the you know guitar playing is fun, but I don't know, just all that distorted guitar you know same kind of sound you know it's the they change it up some but you know it's just that one for me kind of a singular sound and it goes all night just i like a little more variety so i i've seen them before i saw them in like 2012 and i they were one of the best acts i had seen you know in that that era so i really was looking forward to seeing them play and then i think we saw a real difference in how to manage your touring career between the killers and the black keys and both of those bands kind of hit about the same time in the early 2000s and the killers are still playing their best stuff and they're playing the stuff you know the stuff you want to hear with a little bit of new stuff thrown in there but it's pretty much you know a greatest hits set list and they are just bringing it like vegas entertainers Mm -hmm. which they are the Black Keys suffer from a little bit of uh, what I think is like a cooler than you syndrome. They, their fans, they a little bit cooler than everybody else. And if they would just sit on that 2012 stuff, the stuff from Brothers and El Camino, um, and just really dominate the show with that stuff, uh, and then put a little bit of new stuff in there, it'd be a much more entertaining show for everybody. But they want to give you the new stuff. They, they, they jacked around with some of their songs. Like Next Girl is one of my favorite songs, and they did some kind of a weird... Uh, version of that that was almost unrecognizable so I you know I, that that's that's my kind of my two cents on kind of the, the the diverging career touring paths of those two bands number eight old crow medicine show I did not know what I was getting into with that <laughs> if you all really enjoyed them I would probably put them a little bit lower well I, maybe this is about right but it was a little too hee-haw for me uh you know i guess you did, i'll give them credit they were doing something to get the crowd going and entertain the crowd and whatever but it was just a little bit too much of the i had no idea that it was like a saturday evening country radio show to see them which is really what it was and it really was like if the cast of hee-haw went on a three-day cocaine bender and then came in and did the show because it was nuts it was energy they were talented they, and know, their talent was amazing yeah. Like, I'm watching them early on, and their show got better as the, as the set went along. The first couple, I was like, what the hell is going on here? But they were really good by the end, really tight, and some of that, their nonsense, I was like, are these the same dudes that wrote Wagon Wheel? How did that happen? I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, so, I, but I loved them. I, it was a great, I would say, you know, I'm not going to go try to find them again, but if I see them on a, a festival set list... I'm probably going to check them out again. Um, let's go number six. I'm, or number seven, I'm going to go Bastille here. I thought they were really good, like we talked about. Uh, they did a really good uh, version of the song Flaws, which I think is a great song, and he changed that up a little bit. It was really good. Um, 
So we've, we've kind of covered Bastille. Anything else that you guys want on that? For, personally, I would probably have them up a couple, two, three spots. Yeah. But that's just because they're I enjoy them all quite a bit already. So Yeah, right. I agreed. Um, number six, I'm going to go with the Black Crows. I thought they were good. I liked them. Um, we, like we talked about, they were good. Yeah. Fine spot. Yeah, uh, probably about, that's, yeah, they were, yeah, then that's probably higher than I would have thought going into the weekend. Yeah. Where yeah, they would be. Yeah. Um, number five for me is Duran Duran. And we're in the top five now. Now we get to, to where we're really thinking about who, who did what. This is the money, the money part of the list, right? And like I said, I love Duran Duran. Simon LeBond's voice was unbelievable. Just a lot of talent, a lot of stuff up on the stage. Um, musically, they're an 80s synth band, so you're not getting the depth of music that you get from some other bands right. in terms of instrumental stuff, but in terms of show, fantastic. I, I wanted, just wanted to mention that this is the third time I've seen Duran Duran in the past year, and they, I feel like they've sounded better each time, like miles better than a year ago. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that's, that, that's good to know, and I, I really... I thought I, I've never seen them before, so it was good to see them and, and get a good show experience from that. Number four, I'm going to go Avet Brothers. Okay. Uh, my I, and part of that's just personal preference. I just love them. I, you know, they did some great songs. Some of my favorites, uh, "Murdered in the City" is a great song, and "I Ain't Loving You" always great. They opened up with "Head Full of Doubt," which is a, my very favorite. So, got so many good ones from them. Um, all right, top three. My top three, I'm going to go Brandy Carlisle at three. Um, yeah, I think I might, um, for her, it's close with who I think your number two is. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed her, but I have seen her three times. Um, and what I've thought was, I, th- I still think it's real, like 100%. She enjoys the crowd, but it's been kind of the the same experience every time so it's like oh this crowd is great y'all are beautiful out there you know whatever which i guess you gotta do at a festival but but the first time i saw it i believed it then the second time maybe the third time i was like yeah you're probably still enjoying it but it just seemed a little less genuine probably not but that's just the way it came across to me i would probably have her two three spots lower on my list I've I've seen her twice. You know, she did this festival last year, and she talked when she got on stage about coming back, and she said, I was thinking about my set list, and I knew I couldn't play all the same stuff. I had to look, shake it up. I had to look at last year's set list. I had to do something different. And I thought last year's set was better. I loved last year's set. This year's I didn't like quite as much. But uh, And, again, I, we talked about this. It might have been, you know, kind of novelty bias, seeing her for the first time and getting that first experience. You might like that more. Um, but, anyway, she was fantastic. She's a great... Uh, puts on a great show, very talented, loves, very passionate about music, performing it, knows a lot of stuff, throws in clever covers. I just love her. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Billy Strings. I I think that probably unanimous in the number two thing we saw this weekend. Yes, my, yeah, one and two are the same, I think. A little bit from, I agree with you. I don't know if Kelly does or not. Um, probably, yes, probably so. But he's the most, um, I don't know. Uh, under-promised, over-delivered one that I saw. You know, I was not expecting all that to happen. Like, I just sat in my seat or sat up just, you know, watching. You know, they had the camera on his, you know, guitar and his hands and stuff. And it's like, man, he's like, 
you have to like put it in slow mo to see what he's doing. It was amazing how much action he gets on that guitar. Listen, the when he when he came on stage with Randy was one of my favorite moments. Yes, he did. He switched over to electric guitar instead of his acoustic, which he played most of the night. Even though it made it sound crazy, just having the good old electric sound when he played with Brandy was fun. Yeah, he came out for "Live and Let Die" and "We Will Rock You," and it was, it was a very fun, fun night. Uh, we, we were kind of talking before that set that maybe she'd bring him out, and she did, and it was really good. And uh, overall, I will say I've been disappointed in the lack of collaborations Crossovers or whatever. Yeah, there's been yeah. very like one or two people have got that made me about it that we've seen, you know. Granted we haven't seen every single show, but we've seen all the big ones, you know, the last four or five of every night and there's disappointingly nothing nobody hanging out. Although we did see uh the fiddle man came out. Um Oh yes, Michael Cleveland. Yeah. He came out and played played with um with Billy, Billy Strings. And and that, that, was, that was very, very good. That was one of the highlights of his set too. It's super cool. He's a guy from southern Indiana, so close by, and uh if you don't know his story, I would just tell you to look it up. He's blind and uh has lost eighty percent of his hearing, but he is a fiddle virtuoso. He is fantastic, fantastic player. And really cool moment. You're right about that. Like I think all of the good feelings with Billy Strings and Brandy Carlisle like that. The people they brought out, their collaborations, just the general passion for music really uh, was a, created a great atmosphere, a great feeling, I think. Definitely. Absolutely. And then number one, we, we, we can't rave about this enough. I've been to going to this festival ever since it started. This is one of the best sets I've ever seen at Bourbon and Beyond, and it was the Killers. And if you can see them, see them. Like, if I can see them again, I'm going to see them again. If I got you know, they're, they're that good. Yeah, and their songs. I mean, like, I yeah, they play one. I was like, oh yeah, that was that's probably my favorite. And then two <laughs> two songs later, it's, oh I don't know, maybe this one's my favorite. And like even and ones that I I didn't weren't my favorites going in when they played them. I was like, man, that's you know really good. Throwing caution. I don't forget whatever the uh, the name of that song is. But um, how many people were in attendance on a given night? Do we know roughly? I don't know. I think last year it was about forty, thirty-five or forty thousand for the big night, but it, the, the crowds have not been quite as big this year. I think. Well, if there were forty thousand people, I think all forty thousand of them were singing "Mr. Brightside" at the same time, and I love that was my favorite. The, of that, night. that was really, really cool. They opened up with that and just punch you in the face with energy, and that song and Brandon Flowers jumping up all like his level of energy was amazing yeah. and. Um, from start to finish, I did not expect to get that. I'll tell you who he reminded me of with somebody that I saw that I didn't know they were going to be that energetic or that good of a front man, and that was Arcade Fire. Wynn Butler is a lot like that, more than you would think as watching him live. Um, but I, it, it's just so good. And, you know, Mr. Brightside is, is, I mean, they have so many songs, but that's probably their most famous song. And there's something really cool about getting to see a band do their most famous song. I felt that about watching Old Crow do Wagon Wheel. Getting to see somebody write the song that they're going to be known for for 100 years um, is really, really a cool moment in, in terms of watching music. So, um, so the Killers were great. Um, we had a lot of fun this year. We just plopped down, watched music, didn't spend a lot of time going to get merch or running to check out the other tents, the food, the vendors. We, it's been very, we, we've been focused on the music this time, and that's been really, really fun. And we got great weather. Last year, we sweat our faces off. My God, watching Houndmouth was one of the hottest um, hours of my life, I think. Yeah, we had, Friday afternoon got 
pretty warm. We all got a little bit of sunshine on the face and stuff that day, but it was not as unbearable as last year. So it was uh, overall, yes, it's been a very good time, and I hope we have a couple of good shows tonight to couple finish more. it out. Yep, yep. Well, thanks for indulging us and listening to this. Thank you guys for coming on this, this show with us today, Brian and Kelly. I love having you guys on. I love talking Anytime. about music. We love it. I love it. And uh, I love this festival. Um, some travel blog uh, recently said Louisville's the best place in America to be in September, and it's because we have this festival. We have Louder Than Life. We've got a uh, September meet at Churchill Downs. It's a it, The weather's getting better. It's just a cool-as-hell place to live right now, and I love it. So um, I love this festival. hope we get to do it again next year. hope we get to go all four days again. Um, Shout-out to my wife, Elizabeth. I missed her this weekend. She is my concert buddy, and she is traveling, visiting her daughter in at Purdue University, doing Parents Weekend, so she missed out, but she's hoping to get home tonight for uh, Bruno and Blondie. So safe travels if you're on the road listening, and uh, we will see you tonight. So, yep, we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, everybody have a good time today. Everybody be safe. Everybody have a great week. Richard and I are going to come back this week and uh, get at you with our regular pod. We are going to take off out of here, um, go get some food, watch a little NFL, and then head out to the concert grounds. So you guys have a good time. Thank you, guys, Brian and Kelly. Uh, We're going to all keep living our best midlives. You keep living yours.